little welcome back. It's Gabriella. Um, realign for those of you that have been here before, for those of you that haven't. Hi, how are you doing? I hope you've had a really good week. Doing stuff a little bit differently today. Um, we have a guest, which is very oh. cool and I'm very excited. Um, that's all right. No, shout away. You're fine. You might have just heard him be like, yay, in the background there. We've got Jay with me today. I also want to quickly apologize for last week. You may have noticed there wasn't an episode up. Um, technology hated me last week. Um, I recorded it. And when I went to play it back and edit it, it was literally sounded like I was a robot and you couldn't hear me. So that's what happened. And I'm sorry, but we're going to start fresh and we have a guest. So it's great. <laughs> um, Make I'm it gonna, up for it. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So I'm going to let Jay just like introduce himself, tell him a little bit about you and kind of what you do. Uh, well, hello, hello, hello. So obviously my name's Jason. Um, what do I do? Um, that's a very interesting question. <laughs> yeah. um, so my background is a lot of health and fitness related stuff. Um, obviously delving into the, and I really hate using that word, the whole like spiritual world. Um, <laughs> but the whole wellness, uh, mindfulness, well-being, all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we love it. We love it. Bit of me, it's a bit of me. <laughs> Can you tell he's nervous today? He's like, "That's me," and moving on, guys. Moving and on. that's it. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're at. We're at our limit. We've done it. Congrats. That's the podcast. Have a great week. <laughs> yeah. Um, genuinely, he's like the sunniest, just best person. So, um, I'm looking forward to kind of diving in with you today. It's nice because. Oh, obviously, you guys know everything on here is always going to be about mind, body, soul. We're going to keep it as honest as possible. And I love for me that Jay obviously has more of the kind of body background and the sense of kind of how that works and how that connects with things as well. And I feel like it's super important to kind of to fill in those areas. There's only so much any of us are ever going to know. Like we're always going to learn stuff from other people. And I think that's why it's super important to kind of bring that in. Um, I guess what I kind of want to ask well, I've got you here. It's on the on the body front, because obviously we know it's all connected. It all matters. It all makes a difference. What have you really noticed makes sort of an impact within how you've seen a difference in, in people, whether it's their energy or their health, when they add their body to life, to the process, rather than just kind of autopiloting? Um, okay, so obviously, broad question, broad answer. Yeah, of but, course, yeah. Um, one of the biggest things I have noticed is, um I'm just sorry to, <laughs> I'm like do I look at the screen do I look around the room oh like, don't worry about it do you know what I do that all the time because it's like a podcast and they hear the audio but I will always kind of wander around the screen with my eyes because I do the video thing as well so it doesn't matter if you're not looking at me like just talk away you're fine <laughs> it's okay. you know how I work I always look up to my right and I was like right don't do that <laughs> I wander around all the time no you're fine look wherever you need <laughs> that's cool um so yeah like as I was saying one of the biggest things I have noticed and I'm sure it's something you've maybe covered or discussed with people is that Mm. your body is a reflection of your thoughts and your mind processes um and we know that and I'm not even going into things like affirmations and all of that I'm literally going just down to the generic day-to-day chitter chatter in your mind on the spiritual flip side of it we understand that everything is energy. So if you think something, you cannot think of you cannot think of something and not feel an attachment to it. Yeah. So you think about an item, you either like it, you dislike it, it makes you happy, it makes you sad, it makes you feel good, it makes you not feel good. Therefore, your body has to respond and we send that energetically out. 
on a scientific or maybe um, more medicinal side of it, we know that every time we have a thought, the body responds with a chemical reaction. So when we think of, yeah, right. So when we think of something that we don't like, the body releases adrenaline and the, Mm -hmm. um, like our blood vessels um, tighten up and our muscles tense up. So we don't feel great. And when we do think of things that we love, we know we get the whole endorphins and serotonin. So, you know, there really is um, both sides of the argument to support this. When we work with people, whether that be in the fitness world or the well-being world, whatever, it's so interesting that the ones that see quicker results or the ones that see results in the sense of a better quality of life as well Mm -hmm. are the ones that apply the mind first. And I always say that's why right that's why when we say mind body soul the mind is the first one so for me the soul is at the end of that little thing because that's the foundations of it we start with the soul (laughs) um the body's in the middle because the body responds to the soul the energy the body responds to the mind so therefore it's in the middle but the body's at the sorry the mind's at the top and we always say mind body soul because it's like a filtration system yeah i love that um so yeah, maybe that answered your question. Maybe it didn't. I, I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. But, like literally as you were speaking, I was like, do you know what? I like a hundred obviously you know I love all my mindset. I love all of that. It's like I could talk about that for days. But hundred percent, just to kind of back up what you're saying there, is like I will always notice if I've shifted my mindset into a space where I'm like ready to get healthy and like love on my body again. Like I will see changes in my physiology, in my body and in my energy within like a day because my intention has been set that that is what's happening and that's what that's what we're doing. And it, I, like I'll see results so much quicker than if I'm fighting against it all the time because I'm not in that space and in that head place to kind of match up with where I'm actually headed. Um, so that I always find super interesting like in that regards and also just touching on what you were saying with body stuff there about oh, serotonin and everything like that I've been really interested recently more and more in and I love psychology and stuff anyway but in um neuroplasticity I find it so interesting and there's just a few things where you were saying there about like how you've got the mind and the body what's been really interesting as well just to touch on that whilst I like agree with the structure because your mind has such an ability that people don't touch on there's some really cool things that you kind of learn deeper where, and I, I know you'll understand this, where your body holds stuff. So if you've repeated a pattern, if you've repeated a behavior, um, if you've repeated a story that you've told yourself, so that narrative is feeding in all the time, your body holds it. So sometimes just shifting your mindset isn't quite enough because you've also got to get it out your body and your physiology. So there's a yeah. matchup you had as well. And I find that just such a fascinating like it makes sense because sometimes people's injuries and stuff, and I, I hopefully you, I'm right in saying this. There's sometimes physiology and in your body, like your emotions will come out in physical pain because of where it's holding or where it's storing stuff as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and again, you know, like in a very physical sense of the world, you know, we have muscle memory in the gyms, and we say like if you do something once, the body remembers it and will respond respond to it and if we think more of like the energetic spiritual side of it all like our bodies are sponges we're soaking in everything and absolutely what you say about our body holds trauma and our subconscious holds on to it whether you are aware of it or not and even if someone's like I'm trauma free I've met all my I've done all my shadow work (laughs) and I'm love and light I'm like "Mm, 
cool, sit down with me for half an hour, guarantee right. you need some tissues, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean that negatively. I'm just saying, like, no, we hold a lot no. more than we realise. Yeah, um, for sure. Like, if, if, you're, if your guys that are listening haven't already, I would obviously always encourage people to go and research Louise Hay. Um, she was, like, the mother of mindset and positive thinking and all of that. Um, and she says a quote and it literally stuck with me from m- the beginning of my journey. She was like, the thoughts we think and the words we speak are like seeds. And every time oh, we think something, we plant a little seed. And the more that we say it, the more we water it. So in your mm-hmm. mind, which is almost like a field or a garden, whatever your your ideas are, are you planting seeds of doubt and fear or are you planting seeds of progression and, mm-hmm. you know, um, possibilities yeah and, you know what? I love that yeah and like you were saying I, I I massively believe that your body all responds instantly we can go from happy to sad in a split second someone mm-hmm. can make us go from calm to angry in a split second because of that instant response so if you do right. go to bed at night and you're like yeah I've got this you know like I'm going to eat better I'm going to feel better I'm going to do my journaling your body's going to respond to that yeah the belief might not be there but that's yeah. just an internal dialogue it. but yeah. the body will respond um and again with clients whether it's in the gym or in, or in like life coaching stuff the ones that take away that need to get somewhere are the ones that see results quicker so for example mm-hmm. Um, people that just enjoy the session or enjoy the journey get quicker results. Those yeah. that are like, I should have lost this much weight or I should be enlightened by now. I'm like, um, limiting <laughs> belief. Yeah, so. 100%. I also just really want to touch on what you said there about, um, you know, how we can, someone can take us from like happy to sad and angry and all of this stuff. And I really want to touch on that just in a in a bigger way. And just for food for thought for people is that actually they're not making you sad or angry no matter if their words are you know not the best not the friendliest and maybe a bit angry or whatever they're still not doing that to us we're doing that to ourselves and also there's an element of it where and I'm not saying this is an easy lesson by the way and it'll be a lesson that gets repeated and it'll be a lesson that challenges you but always try and reflect on something that brings up a strong emotion, that brings up anger, sadness, et cetera, and look at where it's actually coming from because nine times out of ten, it's not about that person and it's not about that situation. It's so much deeper and there's something to be healed from further down and worked through from further down. And when you get to peace with that, when you get to a different space with that, you'll find that that person could be literally yelling at you and it won't cause a response to you. It won't even affect your energy. Um, And that's kind of when you know you're, uh, I feel when you know you're kind of really making progress and working through things. Like that's when you're not being as affected by the outside world, you've got more of an inner balance with your internal, right? The one, and, and again, like one big thing, and I'm noticing this more now that I've actually got a nephew um, who's who really is like a reinforcement for me. As a as an adult with a child, you're much more patient and understanding. And even yeah. though you kind of you secretly think like you've been sent <laughs> from the depths of hell to try to trial me, um, there's just that unconditional love, isn't yeah. there? Um, but you know, like when when a when a child is angry or when a child is upset, they 
will scream. I mean, he's really well behaved on any like bad impressions of him, but <laughs> just in general, so when a child is like angry or upset, yeah. they will scream for like two, They're three also minutes. Allowed to feel their feelings, right? They're allowed to express themselves. So yeah. So as a child, they're like, this is how I'm feeling. I'm going to express it, deal with mm-hmm. it kind of thing. Yeah. You allow them that room, but then two minutes later they've picked up their teddy bear and they're back to her loving life. Yeah. So when someone comes at you and and even if their intention is to upset you or to say something to cause harm, you, you know, that that massive point in life where you're like, cool, you play that out for you, get yeah. that out of your system. Yeah. I'm going to hold that space. I'm not going to internalize it. Mm-hmm. Are you done? Are you finished? Fantastic. Now leave. Like yeah. that's a massive building block. And, you know, we right. were talking the other day and I said to you, um, I was uh, in front of a group of 100 people and one person came up to me and was like, do you know what? Um, that actually wasn't really good and I really didn't enjoy it. And da, 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 da. And, I, and I think they thought they were going to get a reaction and I chose yeah. to respond. And I always say there's a massive difference between reacting and responding. Yes. And I went, I went, oh, my God, okay, thank you. I was like, thank you so much for that. And I was like, you know, at the very least, hopefully it's reinforced things you disagree with so then you know yeah. what you do agree with. And they were like, oh, like, <laughs> uh, I didn't allow that to break me down. I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Was I talking too loud? Was I talking too fast? Right. I was just like, okay, cool. Like, I, I can't do anything. That time has passed in life now. Yep. Going forwards, I can't do anything else because you've lived that experience. Yeah. What they will do is consciously maybe see my name and think, mm, that workshop's not going to be for me. Yeah. Or alternatively, you know, like I will just be like, I'll be mindful of that, adapt as I move on. But in that yeah. moment, I was like, cool. Like, I really appreciate you felt the need to come and tell me that. Thank you so much. I'm glad you won't hold that in for the rest of your day and you'll go and enjoy the rest of your workshops or whatever. And I love um, that. Because that's not the easiest thing to do sometimes, especially when it's no. something that we're personally invested in. Like we care about so what we do. About, right? right. We both are so passionate when we do things that it can be so easy to feel it so personally, especially like both both you and me, like we pick up energy so much that it can feel really intense. But at the same time, it's learning that another person's perception and experience are actually not your responsibility because everyone is always viewing things where they are. It doesn't, you know, you could be like in a really bad place and so you could have a puppy with a rainbow jacket come up to you and you would be like, oh, why is it wearing a rainbow jacket, right? (laughs) You could then be completely opposite. You could be in the best space ever and you could have it tip it down with rain and trip over and fall in the mud and you'd be like, oh, well. And it completely changes where you're at, like where you're at, what your perception is, where your mind is is how you see everything and how you perceive the things in front of you. And so often the things that crop up, the things that make us feel uncomfortable or trigger us is because there's something there to kind of work through. And it's not really that the other person has said something, it you know, not intentionally anyway, to provoke something, but it's clearly hit something within us that has made us feel that certain emotion. And I feel like that's where kind of we then have to start looking at ourselves for some personal responsibility, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and again, when people do say things that trigger within us, it re- it honestly really does go back 
to that those childhood years you know between the ages of zero and six when we learn everything we reapply them and we reevaluate it around the ages of 12 13 14 if we've told ourselves a narrative of i'm not good enough or i'm not heard enough or i have to always be present in a room by being over the top like yeah those, again those are all those subconscious beliefs and i and there's there's always a highlight on being in lack of when people say you have no or you have a low self-doubt low self-esteem well actually you can also overcompensate that as well oh, that's a learned behavior yep you learn yeah. what gives you energy what makes you fit into an environment um a hundred percent whether you know whether it's whether you're craving the love and affection you missed from your parents or whether you want to say you're missing the affection from source you know when you left that world and came here it's every single person is looking for acceptance appreciation um and you know like I I love it when we when I talk to people about money like yeah it it creates opportunities and it's an exchange of energy and even though it can satisfy a need in that moment like just look at the amount of people that do have the money there's they there are always they have those darker times with them because it doesn't fill that void or it doesn't fill that space subconsciously or deep down yeah Um, I think there's there's so much that I could unpack with that as well, just in that I 100% agree, like money is not going to solve all your problems. Like it's not, people have to realise it's about you. Fundamentally, it's you and your work and your healing and your self-care, right? But also equally, and I feel like this is a conversation I want to have another day with everyone, is that money is also not the enemy. Like it's not out of your reach. It's not unobtainable. It's not special it's something that we all have the ability to tap in and access and and utilize in in good ways and in ways that benefit our lives and that's not selfish or anything like that there's a lot of conversation to kind of unpack with that but yeah 100 percent. i think we have to realize that we like whether it's money food alcohol whatever it is you can't fill a void unless you're going to sit and do the work in it like it's nothing's going to fix that you've got to sit in and do the work and deep dive into it to feel it if that makes sense um just real quick i just want to hopefully say to everyone that um jay did let me know that my mic played up i've unplugged it hopefully the sound's better now and we can just kind of carry on and it's not interrupted you guys too much um carry on jay sorry either that or it's just me and I've just like (laughs) made a fool of myself but never mind um no I was just gonna say and I think a real a real point to maybe highlight is a lot of people are falling under the impression that more money equals better self-worth and Mm. I am a massive advocate and a coach of law of attraction obviously as as me and you know like I I will advocate that like for the rest of my life but (laughs) I, I, I'll never forget someone said to me like but why aren't you rich and I was like but that's not my that's need not or my priority desire. that's not yeah, your that's not my desire for me I don't I don't um justify or or weigh up what I've done or what I've got with how much money I have like I know yeah. I do know my self-worth and I'm like I'm actually cool with that amount of money like yeah. it's just an exchange of energy money is limited it's limitless like yeah. the bank can print endless amounts if they yeah. wanted to um it's available to everyone however and this might this might cause a few people to be like huh like yeah. it's available to everyone the only thing 
that limits the accessibility you have to it is your thinking. Even if, even if, and this is a massive thing that I've, I am actually a bit like, oh, do I dare say it? But no one can see me. No, so it's it. get out, get out. When we think about countries in poverty or countries that are, you know, like really struggling, the reason yeah. is because we still hold them in the vibration of yeah, poverty. Yeah, we still hold them to that level of, of energetic income, energetic wealth. That's such it a value, good point, actually. Do you know what? I hadn't even connected that dot. And you just saying that, I'm like, holy crap. Like, we don't take enough responsibility for how we hold other energies as well like I, I feel like that's such a because absolutely by the way for any of you that might be feeling a little triggered first of all take that with you look at it right but also I just want to say um I 100% I need to kind of uh, story tell back up what Jay's just said in regards to money is is in your reach because I appreciate if you're sat there going fingers up to you because of how yeah, the you're in everything else right I hear you I see you I've been in that position like I had such an incredibly terrible relationship with money and such a negative mindset around it and I always felt in lack and I have so many stories around it and I still have stories I'm unpacking around it due to the way I was brought up like just for some context here so you know that I'm not just kind of chucking it out here for the sake of um there were times when a chicken soup for me and my my mum would have been literally a chicken stock cube in water and that was our dinner like that was that was that that's where we were at like I'm not I don't say lightly that money was an issue like it was an extreme issue and so there are stories to unpack around it however I now have such a better mindset around money and that's something I work on improving every day but I now have so much more flow with it I trust it it's coming in for me and it does I've never been let down by that and in fact that's increasing monthly now um and that's nothing's technically changed I'm still here doing what I'm doing but it's my mindset my intention and my attraction to what the universe has to offer me rather than shutting out and having fear and telling myself all these stories that I don't deserve and I lack and I'm always going to be in like like there are stories that you need to unpack around that and uh, just to reinforce what you're saying as well like obviously please don't think that I'm coming into this like very negligent like absolutely I was in a very it may be not the similar position, but I had an unhealthy attachment with money or a relationship yeah. with money. And in the space of two years, when I really started applying myself, like, you know, back in the day of law of attraction <laughs> and stuff, yeah. I doubled my yearly salary within a year. Me too. From one form of employment to another that had literally no connection. Yeah. Um, we're, both, we're both in fields outside of health fitness um anything like that it was all like very database and computers and spreadsheets and and all of that just and again you know I was uh, uh the money I was earning at that point was incredible especially for my age yeah but again another thing to be conscious of is a lot of people would have got to that thought another a fear thought would have been born like I now can't step away yeah and and I'm I remember here. being in that situation and traveling into London, which I don't like London at the best of times. I'm, you know, um, <laughs> traveling into London, and 
I had an opportunity to move to another form of employment um, for a much lower salary. And I remember yeah. everyone were like, are you Why crazy? You Why would you do that? And I'm like, but I'm not attached to the money. Like, and I know, like my core belief was money is always accessible to me. Absolutely. Always. I went into this that new job within three months. Like <laughs> this is unheard of. Within three months, they were like, actually, we underestimated you. We're really sorry. We offered you this position. <laughs> we're gonna like rank you up now. So you, A, you'll get a pay, we're gonna give you a pay increase, then we're gonna put you up into a new position. Um, and again, it was because I was completely detached from the outcome. Everything. Like, all I know, all I, all I knew, my core belief was money's out there. I know yeah. that I'm here. I just need to bring us closer. Right. How that happens. I won't, I'm not going to force it. Universe right. do your thing. Right. Um, but a lot of people fall into the trap of where they get to where they think they want to be. And then they almost blanket it in fear of, oh, my God, now I've got it. I'm scared yeah. I'm going to lose it. It's or, like that fear of – it's still scarcity mindset. It's still fear that it's actually, like, not really there and it won't stay and you won't be able to achieve it again or you won't be able to go higher. You're still limiting. You're still putting blocks in place for you to exceed yeah. that or to go past it if that's what you want and that's what your intention is. Or to even just be comfortable if your intention is just to be happy and comfortable, like you have that ability within you. And I love that story because sometimes it's that case of actually letting go and releasing from the outcome, but also leaning into your intuition and trusting yourself. You knew within your soul that it was going to be better for you to make that choice that was going to serve your energy, your life better. And for lack of a better way of trying to phrase it, it's like it rewarded you to you listened. And you still knew you were being able to access what you needed and more if that's what you needed as well. And it created that space for it. And, and you know, you can really map this onto everything. And so yeah. this isn't maybe too money orientated for everyone listening. Like yeah. even with a relationship, oh, 100%. there is nothing like there is nothing in this universe that says you were destined to be with one person. And I'm not talking you know like I'm not honing on specific religious beliefs or the ideas of soulmates and twin flames like that's another conversation for another time that's don't get me started different conversation guys if you want to uh, if you want that conversation ask us like let us know on the in the on the Instagram um I'll you know the descriptions are going to be there in the box like let me know if you want to have those conversations but that is that is not for today <laughs> that's a big, big thing <laughs> but, you know uh, again like a lot of people I've worked more so in the life coaching thing and again, with personal training, there's that openness to it. Yeah. People enter a relationship or people are in a marriage and they're like, I'm scared I'm going to lose them or I'm scared they're going to do this. Well, have they done it yet? No. And very recently, um, I had, a, I had a, a lady and her and her partner have just gone through a struggling time and all he'd asked was for time apart. Yeah. And she'd filled in her head so that that story, that narrative she was living with was, this is the breakdown, it's going to be yeah, a divorce. Yeah. I know it's hard, don't get me wrong, I'm not naive, I know it's hard, but I need you just to flip that and say, actually, you do you, I'll do me, Yeah. and and set the intention that when you come back together, it will be better. Yes. She really struggled, it didn't get better. It was after like two, three weeks, it was like, well, I told you so, she 
flipped it and tried it. Narrative though, right? It's I told you so. I told you this was the narrative and this is the story, and I fulfilled it. Congrats to me. I proved it, right? Yeah, and and so when she did change that narrative, when she did change her intentions or her mindset, whatever you want to talk, whatever you want to label it as, communication started to be better. It's not that the relationship instantly resolved, but the communication was the quality of it was better and she went to bed feeling better and then as more time went on it they became closer and then I'll never forget she said to me she goes I almost feel as if I've got my best friend back not my lover not my partner my best friend and I was like that was really heartwarming to me and I was like but that's just it what if we don't place a label on everyone that they have to be a lover or a husband yeah. or a partner what if, what if they just, you know yeah. what? I've I've had this conversation before with people where I say and I can't remember if I've said this on a podcast before guys so sorry if I have but we we seem to feel this need now we don't do it to friends to family to anyone else but the moment someone is a partner in a relationship with us we put this pressure on for them to fulfill everything like you don't like don't and hopefully you'll agree with this you have some friends you go to because they lift your energy they make you laugh you have others that are good counsel and they're wise and they get through to you you have different connections and relationships for different purposes and you cannot expect a partner in a relationship to tick every single box because they are one person and you know you can't necessarily be all of those for someone either and I think that's where we have to take some pressure off and realize as long as the communication and the fundamentals and the core beliefs and what you're asking for connects then you know it's okay if maybe their strength isn't advice um but maybe they know how to make you feel better you know like find the balance within stuff the minute you place an expectation on someone yes to do something you are going to be disappointed at some point whether it's one month one year or 10 years yeah you turn around and say um you lost my trust you lost my respect you look so yeah it's a lot for one person and you know again if we if we reflect this back could you be that person right could you be the person that you need for yourself probably not because if you could then you'd be doing it already Already. (laughs) Um, you know like again I love it when people disagree and I'm like that's fine like I really love it because that's a healthy discussion um nothing nothing in this world is permanent the breath that you breathe is temporary we expect it to be there but we're never guaranteed it will be the house you live in isn't permanent you move you the clothes that you wear the friends that you have the partners that you have so is it really that much of a surprise at some point in your life when you're like, hmm, this experience of this relationship has now kind of outgrown and isn't serving anymore? Yeah. One of us needs to do it. All right, maybe the means by which people do it are wrong. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, just enjoy this temporary experience with this temporary person in this temporary moment. Like, and I think if and also, people, sorry, go on. No, 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 I, was, I was just going to say, like, also the thing is as well, it's sometimes realizing that they either do their growth work and level up to meet your where you're headed and where your energy is, 
or they won't and that's okay because someone else is going to hit that same like level as you will be kind of helping you grow like everyone is kind of where they're at and the is that everyone has to do their own work and if they're not willing to do their work to progress and grow as well then again that's their choice that's their responsibility it's not yours and I think too much too much time people spend saying but I know they're capable of this and I know they can do that and I know they would make such a good xyz and it's like but are they doing the work to show up step up and be that person because if not it's not your responsibility to get them there so like I I have like a massive um like what's the word like I'm obsessed with I don't know if anyone is aware of uh the singer Kelly Clarkson just oh, I love her. like preach okay so yeah. um <laughs> I think uh, two albums previous she did a song called piece by piece and when she wrote that song it she her father walked out on her and she's very open admittedly like oh, spoken yeah. about this it left her scarred and she had massive trust issues she's had really oh, turbulent God. relationships um so when she met her partner at the time and she was pregnant with their child and she, in that song she says that he is the last piece to her puzzle when she feels complete. That marriage after seven years has broken down. And it was in an interview that she did about a month ago on her own show, where she said she now reapproached that song as a as a with a different obviously outlook. Yeah. She understood that expecting someone else to be the final piece in your puzzle is yeah. a lot. And I was just like, do you know what? That's just like, well done for growth. Well done for being yeah. so open about that. Um, and and it's that idea of you have to be, even if you're not completed, you have to be complete in yourself in the sense of, I have all of my jigsaw piece puzzles here and I know once they're all together, they're complete. And, and however, however long that takes me is however long, but I'm not expecting someone else to come in and do that work. I'm not expecting someone else to come in and, put another piece down in my puzzle yeah does that make sense yeah 100 and it's it's having your own self-awareness as well to know that we're not perfect I feel like so much of the time I hear people saying how so, so and so was in the wrong this happened that happened it's like have you had a conversation about this because also again coming back to your perceptions and how you view stuff is your opinion of them being in the wrong because of a different situation that it makes you refer to and come back to and make you feel like that's what's happening when actually it could be that they're coming from a completely different place with it as well. And again, it's kind of creating some space for stuff just on speaking about people that are super honest about relationships and the process and that it's not easy and all of that stuff. I genuinely, I love Will and Jada for that on their red table talk, the way that they will come forward and they will basically say, yeah, sometimes this is what happened and communicating is hard and trying to listen and have space to the other person is hard, but you still have to sit and actually listen and hear what they're saying and vice versa to get somewhere in your communication to know where someone's coming from. Um, just on a quick example with that is I, I'm not going to go too much into it in this episode, but I've basically learned that I have like neurodiversity um, that can basically cover anything like depending on where you sit and where you are from ASD to ADHD to kind of expand on that. You can go Google it. Um, and so I learned that actually a lot of the stuff I kept trying to fix about myself was stuff I just had to accept about myself and then also have the conversations with people to be like, hey, 
even though my intention is not these things, these are things that I, they are part of the neurodiversity. They are part of things that I genuinely do struggle with daily. And so I have to do stuff a little differently. We have to have a different conversation. You have to realize when I'm doing this, it's not that I'm, I don't care about you and I'm not trying to create a nice space for you. It's that I, it like my brain doesn't remember to do these things. It's not that I don't care about you. And having those conversations, learning enough about yourself to know that there are certain ways that are just a natural wired part of where you do things so that people know where you're coming from and vice versa creates a better dialogue, creates a better conversation and creates less misinterpretation of what your actions and your purposes as well. I found like I've had a lot better and closer relationships after having explained things in a different way as well. And I think just, you know, off the backbone of what you were saying about those conversations that you have to have with yourself. I mean, unless people can't (laughs) tell with my voice, I'm physically, I'm a male. um, So I've never (laughs) given birth in this lifetime. (laughs) You know, let you know. Let's, it's what I listen. I'm all about in, inclusive, inclusivity. That's the word. Um, yeah. And you know, like never make assumptions. Um, oh, I'm physically a guy, so I've never had a baby, um, or nor will I have one this lifetime. So I don't know what that feeling's like, but I can, I can take everything I see and learn, and and still apply it. And what I always say to clients, or and I hate that term as well, but I always say to clients and people is if we all adopted the mindset that we're pregnant or that we have a baby mm-hmm. in us, talk to that baby like you would if you was pregnant. Because when you see a pregnant right. woman, they, they rub the belly. They're yeah, like, oh, I love, love you. Eat like you're eating for the – maybe not eating for two because, I mean, <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> but eat for two like <laughs> – Like what's good for the baby? Like what does that baby need? Because, again – most of the time pregnant mothers always eat change their eating habits um, or incorporate foods to make the process of childbirth and and the child growing development easier um and you know it's all the things that we talk about is that mindset is healthy talk you think good thoughts you speak good thoughts you eat good foods the body's going to react and respond to both yeah And, and and again like you know even um in in my mind I'm like okay I don't I'm not pregnant but in my bed in my bed in my belly I've got my baby and I'm like what does he need like what does he need from me today like okay today he really needs to eat better and and to have a dialogue with him about actually it's okay to like wake up and be in a a bit of in a mood but let's not carry that outside the house get it out your system I'm giving you two minutes I like that way of kind of the way you've kind of interpreted that because obviously you hear a lot about inner child and I am <laughs> doing a little wiggle. You can't see a bit of wiggling. Um, I love that interpretation because you obviously so often hear about inner child and I 100% agree, like give your, give your child, your inner child some love, right? But I actually love that kind of terminology of imagining it as something more physical and something where you actually have to nourish it because sometimes we have so much trauma and issue that we need to heal with our inner child that actually picturing us is like too much. Like that's too much of a thing to do. Whereas I think I quite like what you're saying because it's kind of like you get to picture it as something different and you get to kind of treat it as an external thing, even though it's internal, and then create a different feeling and start to build on that almost. If that makes sense, that's how it kind of I think as well, a lot of people... As, as you know, as, as 
we move into like a modern approach and all of this people are more and more people are trying to add their own spin on things and create yeah. slight variations of it and yeah. inner child work has become or or it's or it's becoming this darker work where you go in and deal with trauma and everything's <laughs> scary and I'm like actually not always you don't see you love right it's not a process again of when people say to me like I've done my inner child work I'm like mm, a child requires 24 hour supervision in, even when they're asleep right <laughs> yeah. um and I'm like that's not a thing that you've done and dusted like it's an ongoing process so that, I, that idea for me or that ideology of being pregnant or having that baby is a consistent process and obviously you know there's days when options are not great but you look at something yeah. and I'm like does drinking this benefit me does it is it yeah. good for me is it good for my baby or this conversation like, I'm having with someone well, is yeah. this a healthy conversation I want to surround my child with like absolutely yeah. not and I'm like cool I'm gonna leave now enjoy the rest of your day like also you learn to feel it in your body like I will have days where I'm my body's fine with having some chocolate and stuff and it's like cool yeah whatever there'll be other days where I pick up and I hold it and my body is like you dare like I can feel my body be like no this is not we are not helping today like this doesn't fuel me today it's not going to work for me today and I feel like that's the thing and just really quickly so that I don't forget to come back to it just touching on the word trauma and to you guys like I want to be super clear on I will never use that word lightly and I again this is not something I'm going to cover today but I genuinely do have um childhood trauma and I know it's not something that's a light word and a light topic um but I do appreciate the way you just said it because I feel like sometimes at the moment that word is used far too frequently there are quite a few words at the minute that are being overused and it's infuriating yeah he's like yes <laughs> there's a thumbs up mate there was a thumbs up yeah there are some words right now that are that are being overused and not fully being uh, appreciated for what they are and what what the energy is that surrounds them what the work is what the healing is um they're kind of being thrown about a bit um toxic for an example that work has been leveled up quite a bit and I feel like there's still quite a lot of misinterpretations around toxic that are being created by the miscommunication of it but you know again different topic but I just wanted to touch on that sorry no carry on go for it <laughs> I like just left the room and came back and was like biting in so <laughs> I was just going to say, and then again, super quick, that with the, with the greatest respect as well, I think sometimes, sometimes people attach those words, trauma, depression, yeah. suffering, because it places you or it places that person in a fear-based environment. Yeah. If I, you know, if I sit with someone and had a conversation, I was like, oh, but you know, you've got years of trauma that you're suffering with. That person right. goes into into their fear based mentality yeah, and what it does. Yeah, yeah, they're like, okay, I need I need to stay, I need to stick with this person, or I need to do this. My energy and look after it. It's yeah, frail. and I'm like, that can sometimes be just as damaging as what they're yeah. already dealing with as well. And I I personally don't think it's negligent. I don't think it's ignorant when people say you can or like you know don't just focus on the positives I'm like well no you can because that's yeah, going to improve yeah. the quality of your life 
you need to be aware of what you've got to deal with yeah. and what you've got to work with. But would you spend the rest of your life decorating a room? You wouldn't. You would decorate it. And at some point you have to sit down and say, this is what a nice room. room. Like, I'm going to enjoy it. It might need um, a little lamp in the corner. It might need a lick of paint. But actually, I'm going to stop decorating my room for a minute. I'm going to stop cleaning my room for a minute and just enjoy yeah. it. Same with your life. People that are consistently healing, 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 healing. I'm like, at what point will you stop and just enjoy where you are right. now? Growth is a continual process. You will never be done Absolutely. growing. You will never be done healing. Like there is always going to be something that needs some TLC, but it doesn't mean need your constant time and attention because I feel like just to touch on what you were saying there with kind of people saying about oh you can't be positive all the time blah 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 I feel like absolutely like you said like you can choose the words you're using you can choose the sentences you speak you can choose how you talk to yourself we're not saying ignore stuff that needs dealing with and ignore stuff that does really need your attention obviously become mindful become aware of yourself know what your where you're coming from when you do certain things at certain ways have certain conversations but realize that you are not broken and you do not need fixing you're a human there's a constant state of growth in process like you're constantly going to evolve you're never in any moment going to be the same person you were at any given time like there is always something new occurring and so give yourself some grace and kindness for that (laughs) like you know and I think sometimes we can especially this day and age, like so much is is there and visible. Um, we can have a bad moment and it can be made into something more than that. And then it's our responsibility to go, you know what, it was a bad moment. I'm a human being. Like I cannot be perfect and together and smiley all the time. That's, you know, that's not where I'm at. There are going to be moments that happen. But that doesn't own me. That doesn't claim me. That isn't who I am full time. It's the moment. And I feel like there needs to be more fluidity in how we move through life rather than this kind of rigid cage that we put ourselves in sometimes. And I think as well, like the the biggest the biggest thing for me is always, you know, it, when I'm I, I, I try very much to be present all the time is yeah. right here, right now. I say to myself, is this thought process serving me? Yes. No, it's not. Like, why am I? Why am I going into that narrative? Why am I storytelling myself something that probably will never happen, if not maybe even happen? Um, and again, like, it's not taking away from the fact that, yep, yeah, there probably is things, subconscious beliefs or karmic cycles that we need to go and look at. But yeah. right here, right now, the best thing I can do for me, the best thing I can do for my baby, the best thing I can do to be a good person and and allow that to snowball outwards to my friends and my family is to be uplifted and to vibrate higher therefore I have to think well I have to eat well I have to do all those things yeah um and um oh there was <laughs> there was a mind blank for a thing um and <laughs> I, love, I get that sometimes. I'm like, I'm on a roll. And they're like, no, what was I just saying? Um, That's what I, do. I go completely blank. And then I'm like, what? I, I saw a bird and I was like, watched it. And I was like, come back. Anyway, um, <laughs> but doing all those things, I told you I'm like a magpie. Doing oh, all of those things just keeps you in a constant higher space. Yeah. Therefore, when you do do the work, it's not as impactive because... Intense. If you're 
if your vibration's low and then you're going lower, mm-hmm. you're having to work harder to get higher. Yes. If you're already higher vibrationally, you can dip down to deal with it. And instead of dipping lower, you dip down to a point where you're like, I can deal with this in a in a much different way, way. In a different way. Let me embrace yeah. it rather than reject it. Let me observe and understand it rather than trying to force um reasoning behind it. And it yeah. everything just shifts differently. And and I always say the hardest thing ever it isn't the doing is it's not you're doing affirmations it's not doing um a dream board or a vision board it's not doing your journey the hardest part is the awareness of oh that thought yeah. doesn't serve me oh, yeah this person isn't set do you know what i mean it's, it's that way in the moment yeah 100 percent. it's a daily practice to be aware of yourself, be aware of your mind, be aware of your thoughts. Like it, and the more you do it, the easier and more you notice. Like you might have moments, but generally you notice them quicker. And um the other thing as well that I was gonna say there has gone from my brain. So let me just no <laughs> um, no, like sometimes I say to myself, like when people engage in conversations, it's a thought process that probably takes about a second, but I'll ask myself, like, why are you telling me this? What is the purpose of this? Yeah. It, and, and you know, if there's something that I feel is, is self-serving, I'm like, cool, let me engage and interact. If I'm like, mm, no, this is, for you, this is self-soothing for you or you're just seeking validation, like, I will never – I don't entertain personalities and egos. I'm like, if you want – if you want space to sound off and to have that, I will hold that space and I will hold it with love, but it's tough love. And I'm like, again, parent child sort of thing. Like I will completely tell you what you need to hear in the most loving way. But I won't oh, tell you what you want to hear. Like that is one of those things that my friends have really learned to appreciate about me is that I will love you. I will support you. I will hold space for you. You can make poor decisions and I will love you, but I will tell you you're making a poor decision. <laughs> I'm not and that's not with judgment. That's just from a much deeper place of love. Like, yeah, 100%. Ooh, like are we really doing that? Are we really, really like... We're listening to ourselves too. <laughs> you know, and I have to do it for myself too. Sometimes I'm like, are we listening to yourself? Like, are you coming... Are you sure about this choice? Like, <laughs> you have to check in, right? Um, I also just wanted to kind of bounce back for a second because I've just remembered that train of thought was about the vibrating higher. And I feel like so many people, especially us helper healers, go into um, or start from a space of I must help everyone else and like I'm at the bottom. But actually, when you serve yourself, when you serve your energy, when you vibrate higher daily, you automatically create a higher space and create a better environment for those that you love, those that you serve, those that you connect with, even if it's a one-off. Like, you, you create a different space when you nurture yourself first and choose yourself first. And it's not a selfish thing. It actually creates more service in a lot of ways. Um, and I just kind of wanted to touch on that while I remembered where I was going. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, like a lot of the time people always say like, oh, you're so bubbly or oh, like maybe I'm maybe maybe I don't come across it in the audio like <laughs> in person. Like I'm really bubbly. I'm really like yeah. lively or funny and smiley and all of that. And it's because my, you know, like 
it, again, the higher and there's a there's a difference between expenditure of energy and and yeah. being present in it. When you're holding space in a higher vibrational energy, or when you're resonating at a higher space, when you do start to dip, you you're more aware of it. So yeah. when I begin to feel myself depleting, I'm like, actually, I need to like retreat and rest for a bit, or I need to disconnect for a bit, rather than being in that middle ground, always being on the wave of ups and downs, ups yeah. and downs. And when there is a down, I plummet. Yeah. Um. And, I, and again, I think that's important. It's almost like, you know, to vibrate high has become this goal that's unachievable or unobtainable. And it's, I need a crystal to do that. Or I need, no, like you just with need, you. like start, yeah. start with you. A hundred percent. And I feel like the thing is as well, just to kind of touch on what you're saying there and to hopefully give people something to think about, is like how many times have you been in a state of headed to burnout or you have been depressed or anxious and then you react from a completely different space that is not aligned with who you are, that's shorter, snappier, um, your tolerance is non-existent, you just, like it all just feels hooked. And then it takes so much more effort to get into a space where you would react as yourself. Whereas if you're already vibrating higher, even if you have a dip, you're still reacting from a pretty stable, sensible place. Whereas when you've already dipped, then to try and get back up, there's it takes a lot more energy. It exhausts you more. And the thing is as well, just touch on where you were saying about, you know, your energy levels and stuff. If you're in that higher vibrational space, it doesn't take energy from you because you're sitting in a different frequency of energy. If you're having to force yourself and I'll touch on this in a second, if you have to force yourself to be present, to have that conversation, because sometimes we have to have conversations with people we might not want to. Most of the time, hopefully we get to choose, but you'll find yourself feeling drained and depleted afterwards because you had to find and tap into energy rather than it being from a fluid, natural source of it. Um, and just kind of touching on the on the element there of having to find that energy. Again, if you're someone who um masks and again if you mask you'll know what I'm talking about if you don't mask that might be something you have to look up and it can be a conversation for another day you will naturally have moments of the day that are tougher and you will have to consciously make time and effort to replenish your energy levels and that has to be a constant practice that you give to yourself to keep in capacity to who you want to be does that make sense yeah absolutely and and you know like I I you know, going on what we're saying about the energy and vibrations, like you can withhold a high vibration for a long time. Yeah. And it it requires more energy to go up than down. And I always use the analogy yeah. of like an anchor on a ship. Yeah. The minute you release an anchor, it plummets like straight <laughs> down to the bottom. Yeah. And you know, when people do come to me, um my my approach is all like I'm you can't see my hand so like I'm here my hands up quite high I'm up here you're has anyone seen the film with Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise I can't remember the title I can picture it clear as day when you did this with your hand all I wanted to go is with me without me with me without me <laughs> like, you it, you'll know what I'm talking about if you haven't you won't I'm sorry but that's all I could see and I had to say it <laughs> I'm here all week people I'm here all week um, yeah. like I'm up here 
And yeah. when someone comes in and they're in that low vibrational state, I'm like, well, you're you're not in a healthy position, so you have a choice. You can stay there, and yeah. again, that's your free will, that's your choice, or yeah. you can raise your vibration to meet me, but I will not be of disservice to myself oh, my. and my child and lower my vibration because yeah. what will happen is I will come down only elevate you so much you will walk away feeling better than what you did but I will walk away feeling yes less than what I did That's so right. yeah I you know and, and and something I teach in workshops and everyone's like oh there's a massive difference to obviously when someone's struggling with mental yeah. health when someone's having an issue mm-hmm. or when someone's struggling with something and they come I yeah. will not sit in a coffee shop for two hours going on and on and on about it it will be a five to ten minute conversation you're feeding that energy you're feeding that cycle and the thing is that and let me be clear that this is not disrespect I have struggled myself this is not where I'm coming from however if you're constantly talking about the thing that's making you suffer that's bringing you pain Mm -hmm. that is what you're telling yourself that is the narrative you're giving yourself you're feeding into it and when someone spends the time feeding into that energy it perpetuates it because then you're like well I get some energy when I get to talk about this and express this and that fuels me more and you get into this cycle that's unhealthy because that's how you've learned to regain some of the energy that you've lost Whereas if you can obviously get stuff off and express, I'm not saying that's not important, it's crucial, but if you can do that and then move into a conversation that's a totally different energy, totally different space, Absolutely. that will change stuff and create such a better energy than staying in that conversation. Like get the stuff out on the table, yes. But then once you've done that and you've had that little bit of space held, ensure that you move into a whole different conversation. You start talking about stuff that, lights you up that brings you a smile that does something that humors you that's a joke whatever change the energy behind it and then you get to create that space more rather than the other one and again it just goes back to the idea of being present and productive like as that person who's in that lower vibrational state or, or in that low feeling space yeah what's going to be more productive like you said to sit and talk about my my issue for an hour and walk away and not really they've been productive or bring it up bring put it on the table realize actually I've got more options than I've been telling myself I've just haven't looked at it from a different point of view then spend the next 35 40 minutes talking about what I can achieve and what I can do because we know thoughts become things and what we think we feel when our body reacts and again you know so much of the time the reason we have skin conditions or body conditions and illnesses is because the body is responding to this response from the brain it's, yeah. it's the release of all of these chemicals that the body's producing based on negative thoughts a hundred percent like I was literally thinking about this I think yesterday like more consciously I'd kind of been on my mind for a while anyway but you know, like I've had a really rough couple of weeks in personal stuff and it's piled up on me more than I have in like a year. Like I've been really good in my mindset and my looking after myself this past year. But the past two weeks really crashed out with me and took a lot of my energy and that stuff that I'm working hopefully to recoup and rehend into. But I ended up doing something to my foot at the end of the like halfway that so a week and a bit into this whole cycle. 
So it's been like nearly a week, I think, of this injured foot. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, I know that that is just a reaction to everything else energetically that's gone on. And my body is like, do you need to now stop? Like you need to pay some more attention. It's It wasn't a case of anything else. It was literally my body going, we need to sort this out now. Take your time. Like sort out, sit down, do yeah. your work. And like, I feel like that can be a really hard thing for people to comprehend and to get out into their into their minds which I appreciate but just because you brought it up I was like that's actually something that was literally on my mind yesterday I was like I know that this foot injury is not the foot it's it's other stuff going on and and you know like if you if you understand that everything is energy um whether it's on a quantum scientific side or spiritual side whatever and again remembering I, I approach conditions and stuff from that fitness health side of you and also with this other side of it yeah you can you can locate every condition back to a belief or a thought and as trivial as it might be if like for example if the lower the lower down in the body you're dealing with issues from further back um we're both yin and yang we hold female energy we hold uh, masculine energy um if you can uh, if you don't process thoughts if you don't process situations and you hold on to them you do get stomach ulcers you do have digestive problems you do become intolerant to things and and I and I'll never forget when I was I had a client and I and I said to her I was like you do understand there is such a condition as um a broken heart it's where the heart hardens itself so it's a physical thing that the heart does because of the narrative that your brain is saying um, that, you know, every thought about love or friendships, relationships is bad. It's detrimental. It's hurtful. The heart becomes hard. And I'm like, it physically breaks because it can't be like, yeah, that was heartbreaking to me. I was like, what? When I found this out. Um, And, you know, like I said, I said it earlier, Louise Hay, she wrote a book way back in, I think the 60s and 70s, I don't know yeah right how to heal your life and I I probably know that book inside out but I still (laughs) I still use it as a point of reference yeah no I love it like they're just because you're just touching on kind of the whole mind body thing again I just want to come back to that neuroplasticity everyone's like guys they're like (laughs) you normally do 20 minutes Gabs what's occurring (laughs) 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 Um, coming back to the neuroplasticity real quick because of that whole mind connection I've been so so loving there's a guy called Dr Huberman like check him out he's phenomenal he does really educational um Instagram posts as well to like explain stuff in a way that you get it which I just I love people that do that um but his whole thing as well is all this stuff about how the mind works and how it feeds the body and and again how you hold stuff but how like one certain um element of things so i can't remember which way around this is so these are not the correct terms but i'm just using words for examples um like your serotonin can influence something else but the something else might not influence the serotonin and stuff like that how like it all creates different chemical reactions like we were saying earlier in the body and it creates different influences and that's how you can then kind of tap into and work through things like addictions and health issues and breath work again not gonna not gonna go into this hugely we'll do we'll do this for another one breath work breath work you know are guys that have worked with me frequently right (laughs) is one of my favorite things I will shout about breath work till the cows come home um 
But again, there's some really incredible scientific study about how breath work like fuels, heals, works with your body. Like it's incredible and I love it. And like that, yeah, that's a conversation for another day. But there's all these other elements that you can utilize that you have on you, within you. You don't need external things to influence the way your body heals and reacts. Um, just real quickly, like gratitude. Again, that's something that you can practice on your own. Who's like, yeah, gratitude. <laughs> my, my, my gratitude journal, my gratitude journal, my gratitude journal, like right here. Yes. Oh, there's actual scientific, which is what I love. Oh, there it is. There's there's this book. <laughs> um, it's, I, it, I may be wrong, but I doubt it. I love what your gratitude book is. I may be wrong, but I doubt it. <laughs> right? It's because, like, Again, not that anyone probably cares, but I'll say it anyway. It's because like I have so much faith in my intuition and I have yes. such a clear communication between mind, body, soul, and all that. Like 99% of the time, we'll say 100. Like I, I know, I know what I need. I know what my body wants. Right. I know what my child wants. I know. Yeah, so I may yes. be wrong because there's always a possibility, but I doubt it. Yes, I love it. <laughs> but no, there's actual scientific proof now, which is always nice, that if you practice gratitude daily, it actually changes the ability and the way that your body heals, which is phenomenal. Like it will actually increase the way your body heals, which is just, we and love. I, I just that. think people as a community, because how everything is so accessible and so instant, you know, back yeah. in, back in, back in the day, <laughs> when they used to say, um, you know, you have to create a habit for 30 days and that habit becomes a lifestyle. No one wants to do it for 30 days anymore. Everyone's like, again, the whole modern approach, do this for seven days, do this for 10 days. I'm like, you can do what you want for 10 days. And yeah. it's like a diet. You can, the minute you're on a diet, yeah, it works. The minute you're doing your gratitude, it works. The minute it stops or you come off it or you come away from yeah. it or you sit back from it, it doesn't, it's not beneficial anymore. No, um, the amount of times I've had clients where they've they've gone great guns with me, they've they've stuck with me, they've done the work, they're seeing the results, and then like, great, I'm good, see ya. And I'm like, that's cool, you do you, crap on. And then like, yeah, literally. And that's no like disrespect, like you're gonna you might have found someone else, that's cool. I don't mean it like that, but I just mean like if you're not in constant state of practice and you're not holding yourself accountable, like it is the daily practice that makes the impact. The second, like you said, you stop doing it, you're going to, like when I, if I don't meditate daily, which I, ha I like, you guys know I've been stuck on, I've been a bit stuck on that, right? Um, I know the difference. <laughs> my body, my mind, my soul knows the difference. The second I get back into meditation, my body's like, yep, let's crack on. We've got this. We, like, and it, everything changes, right? And that's again where your personal responsibility comes in. You have to realize that it's the actions you take daily and nothing's an overnight fix. Like, yes, absolutely, we'd love it to be an overnight fix, but wouldn't that be wonderful? But that's not realistic. And you have to, people don't only do it with themselves now, they do it with any situation. It's like, if it's not fixed within a day, I don't want it. And it's like, what's ever fixed within a day, realistically? Like, you have to be constantly working towards it and, and giving yourself that. So, you know yeah no, I absolutely I, I want to say I absolutely agree um yeah like yeah. <laughs> so I love that 
But yeah, guys, oh my gosh, like we've talked your ears off genuinely. Um, also, there's a morning routines was the first podcast episode. So if you want to check that out, if we're talking about routines, you might as well read it out, right? Um, but it has been so epic having you on here, Jay. Like I could talk forever. It's very different, but it feels good. Oh, I love that. But guys, if you want Jay back, let me know because I'm so happy to sit here and actually talk to someone rather than just talk to myself and hope you guys hear me. Um, I love it. Three ASMR, whatever it's called. Like, Oh, there's his beard. Oh, yeah. I've been dying to scratch from my beard for a while. I was like, oh, yeah. There you go. Enjoy. Like, I've had people for years go, you need to do ASMR. Like, I don't really understand it but everyone's like your voice like all of the i had people talk to me for ages going you just need to talk on a youtube video and i'm like cool i don't understand i can do it if you want me to <laughs> and I Mate, like, like, i'm again apologies to everyone listening like i understand my my voice is probably very annoying but <laughs> oh well i can't do anything about it <laughs> i love it <laughs> I didn't know. Sorry, I thought I was going to interrupt you then. Anyway. No, I was laughing myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, That's honestly. I <laughs> just like staring. Um, it's been such a pleasure to have this conversation you, and talk with you guys. And hopefully, you guys have learned a lot today. We went around the houses a couple of times, but all relevant, all connected. <laughs> so i love it and i would as always love to hear your guys thoughts um obviously um at realign podcast on instagram everything's going to be in the description i'll nab jay's stuff as well his stuff will be in the description and um yeah he's sending you kisses he's doing little kisses um we're sending you so much love i love doing this for you guys and yeah i cannot wait i will see you in the next one have an awesome day and i'll speak to you really soon (laughs) bye guys